between the attacks on Joe Rogan and, you know, you might not like him or be a fan of his, but the the overall premise of, of being able to speak and not have to be attacked every time somebody has something to say is kind of an important aspect of the First Amendment, which most countries don't have a you know, a Bill of Rights that protects their freedom of speech. So this is kind of a big thing, um, I feel anyway, to the American people. And then, you know, and I'll get to the other side of that here in a second, but the, the other side of it is, or part of it is that, you know, if you cannot speak or dissenting voices do not have an option, then how does one attest to power? How do you speak up to power and, and point out the things that are wrong or point out the things that are, you know, not, uh, that can be better. You know, we live in a country where, where the idea is to create happiness for the people, for the pursuit of happiness and the well-being and the betterment of the people. So why not actually try to work towards that goal and then allow people to speak? So one of the the biggest parts of the whole free speech argument is to be able to apply these conversations on an open forum with the internet. It does make it really complicated because everything can reach everybody at any given time. So if you're not calling for acts of violence or calling for threats against particular people or particular races or stuff like that, there's people that believe as a free speech absolutist, that you should be able to say whatever you want. In the conversation on the Joe Rogan Experience, episode 1417, I believe, it's Daryl Davis. If you have not listened to that dude talk, and he's got laryngitis, so his voice is a little scratchy. I don't know if that bothers anybody else, but that kind of <laughs> kept making me want to clear my throat. But that conversation is about a black man in the South going to Klan rallies to meet um, people in the hierarchy of the KKK and having them hang up their robes after they realize that he is a, in fact, a human being and their ideologies are incorrect. And, uh, it was a really powerful conversation as far as race goes. One of the things that stood out in that conversation was that he said that the reason why things are like they are today and they shouldn't be is because race was always a taboo subject coming up. So when he was a kid, they didn't talk about race. In fact, when he was a kid, they didn't even have Black History Month at the time. They had a, I think he was saying, uh, or no, he said that they had to fight for it. So it was the, they had a Black History Week and then eventually a Black History Month. And one of the things he was saying is they should get rid of, now they should get rid of Black History Month and just teach history, which I agree with. I think part of my concerns, <clears throat> in fact, the only big reason I'm heavy-handed with the word, the N-word, is because I don't like that word. Because, number one, it attests to the absolute horror that this country has put not only Blacks through, but everybody. Every every race that wasn't a European white race has gone through some kind of structural power through racism 
to to destroy any possibility of of advancement. So the pursuit of happiness, right, <laughs> is not a thing if you're not white European men. And this is why, I mean, we fought a whole war over this, right? Like it was it was a, the, the civil war ending slavery, including everybody to be a citizen of this country, if you are, in fact, a citizen of this country. That's how it's supposed to be. So, and one of the beauties of, of the Constitution is that they knew they didn't know everything, so they couldn't put everything in the Constitution to tell people how they should live. They referred back, in some instances, to the Bible, and then they referred back to the states as individual entities themselves. Which is why it's important for you to focus on your local politics and not your inner, you know, your your federal politics as much, because it's not, it's it's just crazy to me. And then you know, back to the whole uh, the other side of the argument with with Rogan. There's spreading inform- misinformation is attesting to misinformation. If you listen to, if you actually listen to the guy's podcast, there's no, no, he doesn't affirm and say, oh yeah, this is absolutely. In fact, he counteracts with, how do you know? How do you know? With the, one of the, the particular podcasts in question with Robert Malone, he, he says that, I don't know how many times. Well, how do you know that? How do you know that? And the guy says, well, I'm, I'm, he goes, I don't want to say for sure. I'm just kind of guessing on a logical connection of, of events, which is, is is to say that's that's a good way. I mean, it's a hypothesis, right? And you can't make judgments on what people are thinking or what their intent is until intent is implied, right? So I think the art of civil discourse in this country is in a bad spot, and podcasts are a particular way to actually create that, at least one of my goals i've always felt that that was one of joe rogan's goals that's kind of why i modeled my ideas off of podcasting around his <laughs> you know and there's i get it like you know like people are like well people died because of vaccine misinformation now nah, i don't one of the things that i think people are missing missing is the point that over 90 percent of adults received their vaccine in this country yeah there's particular states i think shoot even mesa county is probably sitting around 50 percent as far as fully vaccinated adults but you've got uh now they're pushing for a third dose of the vaccine now they're pushing for a fourth dose of the vaccine so all those conspiracy theories when people were talking about you know how many how many shots are you going to get you know how, how long when are they going to end this that's a good argument. And it should be something people should talk about. Like you can't sit there and say, oh, that's not true. And then when it becomes true, say, well, now you're just a vaccine anti-vax, right? So you get thrown into this, viewing the world through this myopic lens and having this weird dichotomy of events, dichotomy of politics, dichotomy of, of everything. Like it has to be one way or the other is what is leading you down the path of Caesar? And if you've never listened to Dan Carlin's Common Sense episode, it's an episode called The Path of Caesar. Um, I will share it on uh, my social media pages and you can take a look at it. I would listen to it. It's good. He talks about, it opens with a, 
a disease that's affecting all Americans and, you know, and it's destroying how families, homes, dinners, and he calls it bipartisanism, <laughs> hyperpartisanism. But yeah, I, I mean, there's, if you don't understand history, I, in it's, it can be boring, I guess. So there's some good people out there to listen to. So I would, I would check them out, but look at the history of, of this country. Look at the history of the human race. Look at how we have changed and look at the tools that we have available now through technological advances to, to, to have these kind of conversations, to spread these kind of ideas. Yeah, that you're going to have people that are in violent opposition to it. It's a given. People hate change. Humans hate change. It's inevitable, but they hate change. It's really strange. Because you would think that the only constant in this world is that things change. So you should expect things to change. Nothing good lasts forever. Neither is anything bad. You know, like that's... Nothing is... is What is the... the this too shall pass, right? So everything always moves on, whether you want it to or not. So and you have to learn to enjoy the ups and the downs. That's the, the craziness about this uh, crazy world we live in. One of the things that I think, going back to the Joe Rogan subject, is I don't think they can stop this guy. I really don't. Like, He's already been offered $100 million to move all of his shows over to another podcast or to, to another social media site. So even if they shut him down there, he's going to move on somewhere else. And he's probably going to take a majority of his fans with him. And it's, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, the guy's kind of unstoppable. Uh, in a way, I think it's, he, he's very, if you listen to like, especially his apologies, he's very humble. You know, it's it's a strange strange world we live in when it comes to certain things man like completely out of context which i guess the the clip world is is the ideal place to place judgment because everybody wants to disavow context and just go straight to the sound bite and the clip and try to make it you know something inflammatory so you can try to cancel them and there is some truth to the people's opinions as long as you understand that if you have an opinion, it should be based on fact. And those facts should be based on research. If you don't understand the scientific method, go back to your science class. Go back to your science books. Look up a science podcast. Relearn the scientific method. Because the idea is to create a hypothesis and then prove yourself wrong. Learn the other side of it. If you have never proved yourself wrong, you are failing. And if you hold an opinion at higher, <laughs> at this higher regard than everybody else's opinion, because you don't know anything about the other side, you are wrong. Automatically, you fail. Period. So I think it's it's really important to, you know, obviously on the on the realm of opinions, you can stand on the highest fucking, you know, pedestal and speak your truth. And that's fine. But when it comes down to it, truth needs no defense. It doesn't require anybody's approval because it, it will exist despite what you think. So when it comes down to it, real truth, capital T truth, 
will resound like a roaring lion. There's no way to avoid that. And that's that's why I think a lot of people, like you see a lot of the reason why I didn't argue whether or not too much about, I did a little bit when, when they were talking about the, the virus being factory made. I talked about it a little bit. You know, I was like, to me, I, I heard it was pangolins from what I thought were credible sources. And they still are. Like, I, I don't, again, back to the whole scientific method, that was a hypothesis. But it wasn't one of those things I felt was necessary to argue because at some point, they will be able to tell you exactly what happened. Whether, you know, and it's, you know, it is slowly coming around through Occam's razor. If you don't know what Occam's razor is, I'll do a video on that one. But that's an important philosophical tool to utilize from way back then. Just like everything else, nothing that needs to be said today hasn't already been said. Just people don't want to listen. So that's the, the struggle of humanity. One of the most powerful, I don't know if it's a quote or an adage, but... It's, what does it say? It says that just because you have never experienced my life doesn't mean it didn't happen. And I think it's very similar to, you know, walk a mile in my shoes. You know, learning to live in a way that is empathetic to your fellow humans. Now, that is a struggle. Like, I think that's, you know, that when you look at, like, most... It's very easy to place criticisms and judgments on others if you don't know their life. If you don't know their existence, why they do certain things. If you truly believe that the world is full of nothing but evil people, then I think maybe you might be lost. You know, especially if you're a theistic person. If you believe God created everything, you believe God has control over everyone's divine plan, then these people are only living through God's resources. And maybe they're there to teach you a lesson or to help you find yourself. And if you're not a theistic person, if you're an atheistic person, you shouldn't judge people based on things you don't know about them. I mean, struggle with racism, right? Making a judgment call on somebody you know nothing about. And if you're an agnostic person, like myself, then the idea is that whether it's spirituality or human nature, it should still be questioned. Seems like our society these days doesn't really have an interest in trying to learn about other people. We just want to shoot them down, blame them, and accuse them. We struggle with understanding the power structure, understanding concepts of what it is that bothers somebody. If a bunch of people have a particular problem with something, Maybe if you don't understand that problem, you should go to that particular group of people and ask them a question.
it's not super complicated, especially in the realm of the podcast, right? Like social media. I don't, my thing with social media is it's not an in-person thing. And they, they talk, Daryl Davis talked about that. Like when he went, you know, he would actually go meet these guys and he'd meet them several times over. It wasn't like he'd go talk to them one time and then they hang up their robes and, and, you know, leave the KKK. It took long relationships, creating friendships with people that he knew hated him to get them to change their mind about their judgment on him simply based on the color of his skin. And this has to be done through discussion. Has to be done through some kind of discourse. If we're just going to wait for the power structures and the, the people in authority to tell us what to say, how to say it, when to say it, what rules we can follow, what rules we can't follow, what, what judgments we have to make from the nanny state to tell us how to live our lives, it, it'll never end. And then you slip into the authoritarian rule that I personally think we're heading towards until humanity can, or at least the citizens of this amazing country can actually start to learn to be a cohesive citizen to society again. So it's, <laughs> it's got to start somewhere, you know, or you can ride the waves, fight the current until it crashes into the rocks and then uh, figure out your, your survival style. Then I think that's maybe that's the biggest thing about this thought today is that most people aren't looking to live life. They're just looking to survive. And if you're just simply surviving life, then you probably have a lot of distress and contempt for those around you. Contempt about the news. Contempt about politicians. So, uh, nothing wrong with challenging, you know, a narrative. But I definitely think uh, there's more to this world than just our own opinions. But at the same time, you know, that is what our ego is, right? <laughs> Just a bubble of our own opinions. So, at any rate, keep thinking. Use your brain. Use your heart. Be compassionate. Be understanding. Or at least try. I mean, at the very least, that's the best we got. Have a good one. Take care.